0: We need to talk about the difference between self-awareness and self-assessment. The first one is amazing, and the second one is god-awful, and you need to understand why. Let's go. Self-care isn't easy. It requires doing hard things. Being uncomfortable is mandatory. It's not for the weak, and it's not for the fragile. But that's okay. We don't mind. Because we are Weakless. Hey, hey everybody. Welcome back to A Moment of Weakless. This is episode 31. And as I mentioned in that intro, you must know the difference between self-awareness and self-assessment because self-awareness is amazing. It's the key to everything that we talk about. It's the ability to watch yourself. And that means psychologically and physically, but mostly psychologically. On the physical side, self-awareness comes with good fitness and being in tune with your body, knowing when you need to push hard, knowing when you need to back off a little bit and let your body rest, knowing where your body is in space, which would be called proprioception, knowing your physical capacity. All of that stuff is super valuable. But where the real value of self-awareness comes into play is in understanding your own head. The massive majority of people will live their life just going along with their thoughts. And we've touched on this kind of thing since the beginning of this podcast. You're just cruising through life, waiting to see what your brain throws at you next. And whatever it throws out, you're going to go feel. So if you're somebody who has self-deprecated a lot. For example, you've talked a lot of trash to yourself. You have turned your brain into a very efficient self-deprecation machine. And we'd be able to see those myelinated pathways in your brain if we hooked you up to an fMRI and watched you think. So your brain gets really good at self-deprecating. It creates a lot of self-deprecation in a day and you go along with it. You think a lot of bad things about yourself and then agree and go feel bad. And sometimes it plays out in the form of perfectionism. Sometimes it plays out in the form of social comparison. Other times it's just blatant self-deprecation. I caught my reflection in a mirror. I'm going to say mean things and now I'm going to go feel bad. And the average person has no idea that this is going on. They're just going with the flow. Things external to them are happening and, quote, making them feel things like someone is rude and you just buy in and go, you have now made me feel bad. And you pretend that other things external to you can force you to feel things other than physical pain. You know, physical pain can be forced on you. Somebody can walk up and punch you in the face and you will be forced to feel physical pain. But otherwise you're just pretending that The world is doing things and you're just along for the ride. And a lot of times those things are going to be negative. People behave badly sometimes and you just have to feel stuff. And there's never this moment of self-awareness where you step back and just look at your thoughts and think, what have I been thinking? What am I thinking right now? What is my brain doing? As I've mentioned before, I think, because I can never remember where I say what, But our brains are up in our skulls producing thoughts the same way that our pancreases make insulin and our livers make bile and they're never going to stop. Our brains are going to just continue to make thoughts. And like I said, we turn our brains into certain kinds of machines so they can be really efficient at certain types of thoughts that we practice long enough to myelinate those pathways. But nonetheless, thoughts are going to be happening up there and our thoughts are not us. I am not the things that I think. I am not my thoughts any more than I am my insulin or I am my bile. Thoughts are the product of an organ that I happen to own. I am not my thoughts and I can step back and just watch them. And this is the whole point of mindfulness and none of this is new. The Buddhists have been talking about it for 3,000 years. The idea that you're not your thoughts and you can watch your thoughts go by. You don't have to engage with every single one. But I think that self awareness goes even further because it can also be said to be the ability to make your mind make sense as often as possible. So, not only do I want to know what's going on in my mind, but I want it to make sense. I want it to be crystal clear. Going all the way back to episode one of this podcast, I talked about how the average person that I've worked with has no idea why they want to lose weight. You ask somebody with a weight loss goal, why do you want to lose weight? And virtually nobody ends up saying, well, I'm hoping that if I lose weight, I won't say so many terrible things to myself. And yet when somebody like me talks them through it, they find out that that's the only reason that they ever wanted to lose weight. Unless of course their motivations are purely intrinsic and that's going to be, well, a unicorn. Very, very few people can say that, that they truly just want to lose weight solely for health. And they've wanted that their entire life. In reality, virtually everybody that I encounter wants to lose weight to change the way that they look. And they have no idea what they expect will happen when they do. No idea. All they know is that they're miserable the way they are. And when you go, okay, what happens when you lose weight? They'll say things like, well, I'd be more confident. Okay. Well, why aren't you confident now? Because you tell yourself that you're a piece of crap for looking like this. And you say that every day, multiple times a day. So you're the source of all of this. So really, you want to lose weight in order to be able to change your thoughts. You think that if you looked different, you would think different things. And you don't even know that that's why you want to lose weight. That is a glaringly obvious example of what I'm talking about here with this self-awareness stuff. This is somebody who does not understand what's going on in their own head. And when they examine it, it doesn't make any sense. This person is basically saying something like, if I could lose weight, I could stop hitting myself in the hand with this hammer. To which anybody would say, well, why don't you just quit hitting yourself in the hand with that hammer? And they'd go, no, that doesn't make any sense. I have to lose weight in order to make that happen. And it's all complete nonsense. And yet this has probably been going on for decades. Decades. Another example that we've also talked about before is that I don't know. Answer, why did you eat that junk food last night? I don't know. I think maybe I was, what the heck? You don't know why you did something, why you literally took an action. Like if I stood up from this chair that I'm sitting in, did one jumping jack and sat back down and you went, why did you do that? And I went, I don't know. I think maybe I, you'd be freaking out. You have no idea why you took this action. There you go complete lack of self-awareness. I don't know why I think the things that I think and the things that I think make me feel things and the things that I feel oftentimes make me do things. And I don't know where any of it comes from. No clue. Can't explain it to you. That goes back to that whole, I don't know episode. And you'll have to forgive me. I can't remember the number, but I think it was in the teens. But the point is that A person who lacks self-awareness is just being run around by things and thoughts. Thoughts pop into their head. They do things or feel things. Things happen in the world that then make, quote, make them feel things. They go do more things. They're just a slave to whatever happens next, either in the real world or in their mind, because of this complete lack of self-awareness. Personally, I strive for a goal that I will never reach, I will never actually accomplish, but I strive for a goal of making every single thing that happens in my mind make sense. Again, I will never be able to do that because I'm a human, which means that I have an amazing brain capable of awesome things, but at the same time, it will forever be a nonsense factory. And I think I've done a darn good job and I've whittled that down to a fraction of what I started with and probably far better than what most people will ever even consider. And I'm pretty proud of that, but I will always strive for more because the more my brain makes sense, the more self-awareness I have to see my thoughts and then to facilitate that making sense thing, the happier I get to be. Now, let's contrast this to self-assessment, which we've talked about multiple different times here. Self-assessment is me thinking that every 10 minutes of my life or maybe every 10 seconds of my life, I have to try to figure out whether or not I'm valuable. So I run around doing a bunch of people-pleasing and looking for approval because if other people tell me I'm valuable, maybe I can feel like I am for a short period of time. And anything that I hear or see is always about me. So any story that I hear... You know, somebody tells me, my friend did this amazing thing. And instantly I'm thinking, I've never done amazing things like that. I probably couldn't even afford to, or I don't have the time, or I can't just sit there and listen to a story about somebody else and this awesome thing that they did. It's all got to be about me all the time because I wear me glasses. I get up in the morning and I put on these glasses and the lenses are me wondering whether or not I'm okay. It's this question wrapped around my world all day long. Am I okay? Am I good enough? Constant self-assessment. So anything in the world that I can use for more self-assessment, I very likely will. There's a human being over there. Can I just be interested in that human being? No, I have to use that human being for comparison. What is that human being doing? Are they doing things that I could or couldn't do or I'm better at or worse at than they are? What do they look like? Are they prettier than me? Are they less attractive than me? Are they more fit or healthier? All these comparisons that I have to make because everything in the world is about me. And more specifically, everything is about whether or not I'm valuable. Everything is used to try to answer that question constantly, just over and over and over again. That describes the average person with the average weight loss goal. And that person typically isn't going to have the self-awareness to understand that that's how they're living. But once they start to develop some mindfulness, they will see it crystal clear. All day long, it's go out into the world and try to figure out whether or not I'm okay. And then one day I die and they put me in the ground and I guess I get relief from all of this nonsense that I created all on my own, voluntarily, made all of that suffering right inside my skull. None of it existed outside my skull. Nothing out there was hurting me, unless we're talking about physical pain. I just manufactured all of that with nothing more than my thoughts, my emotions, my perspective. And I could have chosen to not do that in any given time. Long story short, to wrap this thing up, I want, personally, and I hope you want, the maximum amount of self-awareness that I can squeeze out of this mind over the course of a lifetime. I want to be self-aware for as many moments of my life as I possibly can. By default, a lot of self-awareness will typically mean living in the moment, so I will be present. My life won't slip by me while I'm time traveling off into the future, worrying about what's going to happen or off into the past, lamenting all these bad things and replaying conversations and what did that person think of me? None of that nonsense. I'm here in this moment and I'm being extremely self-aware so I can control my head and make my life awesome. I do not want a bunch of self-assessment. I'm fine. I don't need to assess my value ever. That's for other people. If you want me in your life, you can decide for yourself whether or not you would find me valuable in your life, maybe even in your tribe, really close to you. And I get to do the same thing with you. I get to think about your value to me but I don't get to think about your value as a whole. Like, are you a valuable human being? Because I can't express anything more than my opinion, whether or not you are valuable to me or in my opinion. So I cannot affect your inherent value and you cannot affect mine. So I don't need to think about my value. My value is not useful information to me. What would I do if I found myself really valuable? Ask myself out on a date, go into business with myself, my own best friend. This is useless information. I do need to value this life if I'm going to make this life as awesome as I possibly can. I mean, of course, everybody has a choice. You don't have to value this life, but I do really want to value this life. And I want to spend this life living it in the best possible ways. And that's going to mean Controlling my thoughts and not burning them to the ground with things like rumination and social comparison and self deprecation and worry and fear and stress and all of that nonsense that I can just manufacture in my head and just tear down my moments and make it so that whole days just feel like a massive relief to get through, to survive, to get to the end. I'm so glad that day is over. When people say that, I always wonder how many days do you have? You must have a heck of a lot more in your life than I do if you can honestly look at a whole day and think it was a waste. I'm not willing to do that. I'm going to work hard to make my life as amazing as possible. That means I need to toss out self-assessment and I need to nurture and grow self-awareness as hard as I possibly can. Just work as hard as I can at that endeavor to build as much self-awareness for myself as I possibly can. But screw all that self-assessment. I don't need any of it. Not one little drop of it between here and the grave. And I got to be honest, I hope this is what you want to. I hope that you are seeing the value in this perspective and that you'll start doing some work. I can help you get started with that work. If you want, you can dive into the Discomfort Zone Workshop because the first step in all of this is going to be to change your relationship with discomfort. Do that and we will put you firmly on this path. And of course, that starts with the weekless Challenge inside the Discomfort Zone Workshop. And otherwise, I hope I've got you thinking and that you'll kick this stuff around and spend some real time with it because I honestly believe it can change your life. We'll talk soon. Take care.